The Paso County DEC is providing this podcast as a public service in order to let you know more about the issues and ideas which Democrats have identified as being very important for voters and also to provide a forum for Democratic candidates for office. Our podcasts are open to anyone interested in how Pasco Democrats are dealing with the important issues of the day. You can check out our PascoDems.com website and also on Facebook, Pasco Dems, and the views expressed by the guest and host on our podcast are their own. Not the views of the Pasco County Democratic Executive Committee. This is the first of two podcasts, How to Determine if It's Fake News or Real News or News at All. The information I have gotten from the Guggenheim Memorial Library, which is located at Monmouth University in Long Branch, New Jersey. The areas that we'll be covering today, Getting Started, Evaluating Sources, Tips and Tools, and Reporting the News. We'll cover these uh, two more topics in the second podcast. I had to do with uh, how uh, news and conspiracy theories uh, spread and, and uh, the social media, as well as reliable sources. Our instructor is the librarian at Guggenheim Memorial Library, Lisa Anucci. And uh, I've talked with her on a couple of occasions now to talk about how we're going to do things. Today, we'll cover getting started evaluating sources, tips and tools, and reliable sources. And in the second podcast, we'll investigate, among other things, how misinformation spreads and how social media contributes to the spread of news and conspiracy theories. So we have Lisa, as I noted earlier, with us today. And Lisa, we know that if we take things like the Hamas and Israel and the Palestinian conflict, and hostage releases, and Trump legal, Trump polls, Trump Biden, Trump deep state politics. Those are just a few of the things that we think people we ought to be very much aware in terms of what's happening out there in the in the world of media, and how can we find out uh, when news is good or not as when it's real, when it's fake, and so forth. So, I want to thank you for your time today. And secondly, let's talk about getting started. What what is media literacy? Okay, so media literacy is uh, the ability to access, analyze, evaluate, create, and act using all forms of communication. That is the official uh, and official definition of it. Um, it's considered a, a life skill, but in the United States, it's not something we've really focused on. Um, it's really been uh, up until very recently that uh, we've looked at it. Uh, in Europe, however, they do train children to uh, analyze media from a very early age. So we're a little bit behind the curve. Yeah. Back to the original thing, media, media literacy is just the ability to be aware of what is uh, valuable and uh, useful information and what is not. Mm-hmm. Okay. As a matter of fact, it was the University of Rhode Island, right, has a media education project. Correct, yes. Yeah. They have... The- the uh, Media Literacy Lab. They're just one place that does it, but they have an excellent program. Right. Okay, how do we spot fake news? Okay, well, that is a complicated question. Um, First of all, what you want to think about when uh, you consume a news story, whether you read it or hear it uh, on the television or radio, is uh, does it raise your blood pressure? Does it get you excited? (laughs) Okay. if it gets you, if it grabs you and it gets you emotionally involved, you want to be really careful because that is what gets you to not pay attention to facts and um, the basis of the story and just 
tends you tend to throw a uh, logic out the window. Right. Um, right. You it, the the goal of that is to is exactly that. It, it's to make you upset so that you don't think rationally and you just jump on the bandwagon and start spreading things, spreading right. information. Yeah. It's uh, a technique that's been used for a long, long time. Yeah. Now, spotting fake news, what can we say to our listeners how to go about spotting fake news? Um, well, spotting it. Uh, like, again, um, you just want to consider uh, several things. First of all, um, how does it make you feel when you read it? What is the source? Where is it coming from? Okay. Um, what is the goal? What is the goal of it? What do you think is the reason for it existing? Is it just there to inform you? Um, is it to entertain you? Is it to get you upset? Um, you know, so there's different types of, of information that's out there, and not all of it is um, malicious. Some of it is just um, satire. Yeah. Some of it is just people trying to make a fake website just for kicks, you know, kicks and giggles and stuff. Um, right. So there's lots of different reasons why people create it. It's not all, uh, like I said, malicious, but but it can be very harmful nonetheless if you're not aware of what it is. Right. And does that the, answer the question? Yeah. And on on your website, I just want to very quickly read, uh, let people. No, there's a place called Breaking News Consumer's Handbook, Fake News Edition, and pay particular attention to that, folks, when you go there, because it gives you a lot of the things that Lisa was just referring to and a little more in depth. So let's now go to the area of, um, I guess, I don't really need more definitions and so forth. Um, how about uh, when you're uh, reading something in a newspaper or a magazine, um, how do you evaluate sources, would you say? Um, well, when you think about, think about, um, what, whether you've heard of it before or not, yeah. um, is it someplace where you have heard, uh, reliable information in the past? That's the thing that we try to train people the most, especially if you're on, uh, social media because you're consuming it so quickly. You want to try to trace it back to its original, uh, source. And is it a source that you've gotten information from before that you know is reliable? Right. Um, so, for example, you don't have to be reading it in the New York Times. I mean, of course, they're certainly uh, vulnerable to putting out information that's not great as well. Um, but you want to make sure that you go to the source. Uh, always find out where it's actually coming from okay. as much as you can. Just be, just investigate. Be skeptical. Right. Now, one of the things, for example, that uh, oh, advertisements often contain fake news sites, and the, the ads have questionable content or products that don't appear on most legitimate news sources, so that's an eye thing to keep an eye out on some of those kinds of, of things. When we talk about a reality check, um, in the area of fake news, um, there's a person named librarian Heather Craven has developed a reality-based framework. I don't know if you've got that in front of you or if you can talk about that, but uh, I can quickly read it if you don't have it. It's all information is not equal. Yeah. Go ahead. It's a, go ahead. Okay. Oh, yeah, so what, I got it. So, um, it's basically uh, how do we define reliable information in the fake news era. Mm -hmm. So in the world of, of libraries, uh, we have a framework for how we, uh, how we teach uh, library skills. And so what uh, she's done is apply this right. to information literacy. Um, and it's a really good framework because it goes into um, how information is created and why we use it. So mm -hmm. all information is not, is not equal. Uh, did you want me to read the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. 
Okay, so all information is not equal, but, you know, pretty self-evident. Um, information has value in relation to real-world observation and documentable facts. So, you know, if you can uh, show that, that it, it's fact-based or not. Mm -hmm. Information creation is a process of conveying a message about reality. So we create information when we, you know, we do a study or we gather data and then um, we uh, analyze it and look for trends and so forth. Um, and so we're, when we do that, we're basically curious about a situation and we want to study it. So we're trying to convey a message about what, what we see as a, a reality that we want to look at, look at and, and analyze. Mm -hmm. Information has a value as it reflects reality. So, um, you know, it's valuable if it's telling an accurate story about something. Right. It is not valuable if it does not reflect the reality of the situation. Right. Um, you know, and, and we're talking about this from a scientific standpoint. Of course, no, it, it has value if it makes you laugh, but that's not, you know, the goal of academia. Right. Um, research is inquiry into reality. So, you know, here in library world, we study uh, information. We are trying to um, gather, re again, we do research to gather data and analyze it. So we're, we're inquiring, we're, we're asking a question and trying to answer it by um, gathering uh, literal facts, yeah. um, you know, uh, numbers and so forth that we can we can study, all yeah. sort of different types of, of studies. Scholarship is a conversation about reality. So, um, you know, there's, there's disagreements um, about uh, about a subject matter and what we do is we have a conversation and it's always evolving so mm -hmm. you know you had someone like Gal Galileo saying oh yeah you know uh, the the, <laughs> yeah. the earth um, it, you know and, and the right. sun and all that stuff and the earth is not flat all that kind of so from there we've, we've gathered more information and you have you know Einstein's theory of relativity and so forth and so on mm -hmm. so you're gathering more information over a long period of time and it's an ever evolving you, you're never at the perfect Right. Uh, uh, place, you know, you're always trying to build on what has been said before. Right. And finally, uh, searching is a strategic exploration to learn about reality. So, look, when you're searching for information, you're always looking to find out what the best information is and the most accurate information is. Right. Um, again, you, it, it's because you you want to be a well-informed person. Um, you know, you can always go around and accidentally spread misinformation, um, and mm -hmm. that's. That's something that happens, you know. Uh, especially a lot when you when you there's there's an information vacuum out there, and you and there's really not a whole lot of reliable information. Like right. we saw that a lot during COVID, right. for example. Now, but so searching is you're just trying to find the the best information. Right. Now, one of the things that uh, we we'll go quickly into the reporting of news, but I just mentioned this earlier. Uh, and that years ago, I was a reporter for the Worcester Telegram and Evening Gazette. I worked in the school year part-time and in the summer full-time, and I learned very quickly how important it was to get it fast, but also to get it accurate. So I was very much aware, as you know, we were told all the time, very much aware that what we were saying, people were going to react to. So in terms of uh, the news and reporting the news and so forth, I know there are types of media bias and how we might spot it. Do you have any thoughts on that? Sure. So, um, and this is funny, there's actually been studies on this, if you're familiar with the uh, Pew Research Center. Yes. And, um, you know, and different uh, organizations have tried to come up with a, a scale of bias based on, uh, you know, the types of stories that are reported. And, of course, there, there's really absolutely no such thing as a completely uh, uh, unbiased source because everybody is, has some bias or another. Um, but what they've done in, at the Pew Center is uh, they have uh, asked people what, what 
sources they get most of their news from that mm -hmm. they uh, find trustworthy. And they haven't really come up with much, except I think the one that they found that most people could sort of agree on from all points of view was uh, the Wall Street Journal. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, but so what they've done is there's actually a, a graphic that, that has been shared, um, you know, where they rate different sources, whether it's centrist, whether it's left, whether it's right. Mm -hmm. Etc. Now, at one point in time, um, we didn't really think about that as much. Um, but, you know, that's not to say that there were not uh, uh, publications that were slanted. You know, we had uh, right, right. Uh, publishers that, that did nothing but publish uh, uh, their point of view, as we know. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a long-winded answer. <laughs> well, I just want to mention now that I've started watching and reading now All Sides, which is, I think, yes. quite good. Anyway, back to... Uh, um, one of the things in terms of uh, types of media bias, uh, unsubstantiated claims, opinion statements, facts, facts. I think that's one of the problems we have, right, in media. So many people make opinions, but they're presented as facts. Right. Okay. So, yeah, um, you know, it is, and it's more difficult to discern if you're not, uh, uh, you know, trained on how to look at it. Um, so we have things like... Um, spin, which is, you know, when you're watching a debate, and instead of just being able to uh, consider the information on your own, they, they take you to some room where uh, uh, a, an analyst has got their take on whatever the information is. And instead of just having the information sit out there, you know, they try to train you to think a certain way about it. Mm -hmm. um, opinion stated, presented, statements presented as facts. Um, you know, that is very... Pretty clear to see when you are reading a newspaper and it has an opinion page, but you know nowadays most people don't read newspapers, and when they do, they're online, so it's much more difficult to dis discern: is this somebody's opinion um, yes. or is it a fact, and how do you know? Um, so, and then, did you want me to continue down the list? Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. So, sensationalism and emotionalism. We talked about that. That is just. Um, you know, and everybody does this, you know, when you're talking to people, you always kind of exaggerate a little bit, just, um, it's just a sort of human nature, but this is being incredibly exaggerated or, or sensationalistic just to grab your attention. And that's, that's, you know, what's called tabloid news. Um, you know, those things you see at the checkout stand where there's, there's aliens and, uh, yeah. you know, some of the, the cheesier television where it just comes out with, with these off-the-wall stories just to grab you. Um, and then there is, uh, you know, mudslinging and ad hominem, which is basically literally just an, a, a personal attack on someone. So it's attack on someone for being who they are. You know, literally that's what ad hominem means. Um, <laughs> mind reading, uh, you know, so mind reading, you you sort of uh, try, try to guess what someone else is saying and, and you interpret it that way and, and you're not really 100% saying what, what, they, what it is that they're trying to convey. You're just trying mm -hmm. to... Um, sort of put your take on it. Yeah. Slant, um, you know, and slant is kind of what, what um, everybody sort of has a slant to some sure. degree. I mean, something like uh, a newspaper that exists to report the news for the military is going to have a different slant than, right. uh, uh, you know, U.S. News and World Report or whatever. Mm. Um, and then flawed logic, you know, just A doesn't follow from B. That's pretty easy. But, you know, um, logic is not something that people are trained to think about very much either, um, mm -hmm. unless you are really uh, someone who studied, um, you know, and if you've, if you've done like a geometry and you have to prove something, um, and, and the way you do it is through logic and mm -hmm. through um, fact. Yeah. But, you know, if you, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, let's quickly head to the factcheck.org, because I think that's a very important sure. source. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so factcheck.org, um, what they do is uh, they verify information, but um, what and what's interesting about uh, this is that at one time most publications and uh, organizations had fact checkers and I think now the New Yorker is one of the few that still has it. They actually have people who literally go through and check every single quotation from a person in an article. They go through and they find the original source of everything. Mm -hmm. So that's what factcheck.org tries to do. Um, you know, and so it, it does take some time, and that's what makes things difficult because, as you said, media are under pressure even more oh, yeah. um, in the electronic age to get things out quickly. So right. there's a, a big conflict there. Right. Now, I'm going to ask you a loaded question now. What sure. reliable sources, Lisa, do you uh, uh, go to to get your information? Let's say basic news. Well, it. Uh, I think, well, it, it depends upon what, what I'm looking for, and I know okay. that sounds like a kind of a weak, weak, waffling answer, but um, it depends. You know, if you are looking for uh, uh, the most in current information on uh, the COVID vaccine, I'm going to go to um, a study. I mean, and the CDC has studies that they yeah. publish, and okay. they're con constantly conducting them. So that's where I'm going to go for that. Um, you know, uh, I, I might go to one of my academic databases, um, I, as a librarian at an academic library, I have access to, um, all these studies that are current so that I can, I can see all that stuff. And, and right. the average person does not have as much access to that. So it's a little more difficult. Right. Um, you know, but if I'm just trying to verify, uh, the latest story that you're hearing, you know, uh, in the headline news or whatever, um, I would just say a variety, a variety. So you would go to, everybody says New York Times, but that's, you know, it's, it's vulnerable to that, to mm -hmm. um, bias. So, you know, um, I would say uh, check several different places. Um, go to, uh, you know, uh, something like a, a CNN that, that does report news and then just go to, um, Think about the, the source of the information, where it's coming from. Maybe try to find a journalism source if it's reported from a particular country. Find a source that is from that country that's reporting on the ground. Um, so it depends on the type of information that you're, that is yeah. being reported as well, well as... as um, but in, in general, you, you know... Um, I would say uh, go to the source that you always have found that is reliable for you. Um, in, in my case, uh, I have I receive newsletters each morning um, from uh, different sources that yeah. I, I sort of read through every day, and you get a variety of viewpoints. Right. Um, I think so in the past, that's what... Yeah. Go ahead. The variety of viewpoints is, is something very important for people to understand. For, for example, I used BBC News. Uh, both uh, U.S. Uh -huh. as yes. well as news, uh, and we lived in England for a year, so I rely on that. Mm -hmm. We found that when we lived there, Lisa, we BBC was incredible. You get a story, and you'd get ten minutes of one side, ten minutes of the other, and then maybe yes. somebody talking mm -hmm. about the center. I mean, it was really something else. And the Guardian is is pretty good too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, but I mean, and that's that's um, something that is very important. Um, uh, I have a friend who does nothing but watch a PBS NewsHour because they mm -hmm. do a very deep dive into one story instead of covering 15 stories in five minutes. Yes, yes. Um, and so to, uh, and it's not so much that there's a, you know, a, a, a one side and the other side, it's that there's a, a complexity. Um, and so, mm -hmm. like, for example, when we're talking 
Israel Hamas, um, everybody, it, it's very easy to, to point it as um, one side and, the, and another side, and this side is bad and this side is good. That's never the case. There's always complexity in, in any situation. And um, it's, uh, it's been said that a sign of intelligence is to be able to hold conflicting thoughts in your head at the same time. Right. But just to realize that, that nothing is really literally black and white. It is, it is shades. Um, you know, there's, there's a history to, to an event. Right. It doesn't just happen in a vacuum. Right. I find that the PBS, I think, you know, over everything, we, we do watch NBC News at the first half hour, but always switch than to uh, to PBS because they have some incredibly great interviews sometimes with spot on in terms of what's happening in the news. Listen, we're done right. 20 minutes here at this point. What I want to do is this. Uh, we have a okay. couple other topics to cover. So on podcast number two, we'll talk about social media, which I think is a fairly important place, right, for a lot of people to get their news uh, via social Correct. media. I was very surprised to, to find the statistics on that. So the next time we'll cover that as well as uh, any of the things we didn't get to today. Uh, if you want to, okay. I don't know if you want to say something in, in closing, but uh, uh, thanks for today. And uh, we'll, uh, I'll email you and we can set up another time. Okay? Sure. Um, you know, thank you for, for uh, inviting me to do this. I think it's very important, and um, there's not enough of this going on. I, you know, really concerned that people um, are not looking beyond the headlines, and this is a good first step. One of the things that I did when I was a teacher, one of the courses I taught in addition to philosophy was a course in mass media, and the very first section had to do with advertising. And we went through all the major advertising um, um, things that they use, you know, how to get you to buy something. And then the students had to go out and find a, 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 uh, an example of each one. And I, I really thought that was probably something that meant in the future they wouldn't be buying a lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll leave it at that today. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Bye-bye.